It is Tuesday morning here on Voice in the Kingdom. We are so grateful for each and every person tuned in this morning, especially, you know, our on-the-air folks here in Central Kentucky and then everybody listening by app and live stream and all the different avenues, uh, whether you're listening live or to the re-air or to the podcast, we thank you for tuning in. Uh, we're here on a Tuesday morning for Voice in the Kingdom with uh, Brother Whitney Ward. And then we also have from Marshall, Texas, our good brother, Elder Jeff. Jeff Arrington on the phone. How are you doing, brother? I'm doing good. Good morning, brother. How you doing? Good morning. <laughs> uh, we are we are getting it done, man. We're keeping it live here in the Bluegrass State. I don't know about that Lone Star State down there, but man, I hope you're holding it down. Oh, we got to stay with it, man. It's, it's too late in the game turning around now. Amen. That's, that's good right there. Well, brother, we're excited to have you as we are every Tuesday morning, and uh, we're going to let you get right to it this morning. Well, you know, we live in a trying time right now, but, uh, you know, God is always, you know, in charge. So uh, I just want to put a shout out to the body of Christ that, you know, the Lord is the same yesterday, forever. You know, he, he never changes. He's the same God. So uh, let's keep our faith in him and looking to him and uh, everything's going to be all right. Amen. Amen. And, uh, I have a scripture for the body of Christ. I, I shared this on our uh, broadcast the other day, uh, Sunday, we did some live uh, streaming. So uh, it's out of Isaiah 33, uh, verse uh, 5 and 6. <clears throat> Just want to encourage you with this. <clears throat> it reads, The Lord is exalted, but he dwell upon high. He hath filled Zion with judgment and righteousness. And wisdom and knowledge shall be the stability of thy time and strength of salvation the fear of the Lord is his treasure. Understanding that when we acknowledge God and respect God, fear the Lord, it becomes our treasure. In times like these, you know, your, your bank account won't help you with in times like these. True. Amen. <laughs> when people are bankrupt of peace and joy, uh, uh, the fear of the Lord becomes our treasure. His word, his, his peace, his joy, all that becomes a uh, a valuable commodity in our lives because uh, we reverently fear the Lord. We respect Him and honor His Word, and it becomes a, a, a treasure of peace and uh, stability. In, in an unstable time, you know, we're, we're stable because we know the Lord. Amen. Mm -hmm. Amen. Hallelujah. So that's where we're headed today because I believe wisdom and knowledge is going to stabilize us, and uh, as we go through this. Uh, trying time because I believe the Lord has prepared a remnant out there for this time. I, I believe in his sovereignty. You know, Jesus said, and Paul said in Ephesians chapter uh, 3, I believe it says, that uh, we are his workmanship, right? Right. Created under Christ Jesus. In other words, Christ has done a work in our lives, and he believes in his, his work, and he believes that we're prepared for trials like this, you see. And this is where we're proven as authentic sons of God, as, as citizens of the kingdom, God proves our uh, worth right now and his work in us, see. It makes it real when you go through a trial, see. Right. Mm. Yeah. And I believe the Lord believes in us. He believes in the body of Christ. He believes in his own workmanship, you know. So I want to encourage you that, that God has prepared you already for this hour. Mm. Uh, he's giving you a measure of faith. He's giving you a measure of grace for this hour. So the Lord believes in us that we will uh, hold fast uh, to our confession, hold fast 
to our confidence, you know, cast not away your confidence that, that God is in charge and God is working the work. In the midst of all the uh, uh, what we see, God is working something. Hmm. Hallelujah. Now, before we get started, are there any questions out there concerning the times that we're living in? You know, I, I other than I, I kind of want to see what your thoughts are of, uh, you know, the pastor in Florida. You know, we talked about at the top of the broadcast that the gentleman that was uh, arrested, uh, he had, you know, the two services on Sunday. You know, he had about 500 at each service, and they ended up ar arresting him for ignoring a public health order uh, and holding an unlawful assembly. Uh, in, in an emergency situation, uh, they did. They set his bail at only five hundred dollars, so you know they didn't try to really, you know, stick it to him in this. But uh, but they did arrest him, uh, and so I was curious what your your uh, thoughts were on that. <laughs> well, you know, it's, like I said, wisdom and knowledge is going to be our stability. So uh, this is where I always say that faith and wisdom have to merge see, in this hour. Uh, because you can't take a scripture out of context to disobey another scripture, see, in context. So as far as that situation, you know, it's tricky here because I know he believes that God commanded us to assemble, but we got to understand God also commanded us to, to obey every ordinance of man for his sake, you know what I'm saying? Hmm. The ordinances. Uh, and all authority is ordained of God. So it's a tricky situation. Yeah. So in times like this, you have to know the motive and the spirit of that authority that's speaking over you. Is it for, is it directly uh, in disobedience to God, defying the Lord, or the motive is for, for wisdom and health because everybody don't have the same faith we have. See? Right. So there has to be some wisdom implemented here as well as, you know, maintaining uh, the just to live by faith also. Yeah. And uh, uh, I believe that, uh, God has, like I said, like I believe that God has put an administration in place for this hour. Thank God for this present day administration we have in Washington. And I know in in, uh, in the state of Texas, you know, we have a great governor, Governor Abbott. We have, we have a great lieutenant governor. We have great leadership that I believe their motives are pure, and they're not telling us to defy God. You see what I'm saying? To mm -hmm. defy the word of God. Yeah. So they are doing it for health purposes, for the, uh, uh, the good of the people. So I can work with them. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. I can work with those authorities because they're 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 not telling me to directly disobey the Lord. Well, a lot of times the the, the thing is though, um, if they're going to shut down everything, but yet they leave the abortion clinics open, and and yet they leave other things open, and the church looks at it and they go, well, if they're going to, if it's this serious. Then why wouldn't they shut down the abortion clinic? Yeah. Well, in Texas they, they did, but go ahead. In Texas they did, but some states haven't. That's that's the point that's being made. Yeah. That's been on your leadership. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. See, and you gotta understand the God of this world. Now let's get back to the behind the scenes. See, the God of this world. Of course, He would love to, to shut down fellowship and keep abortion clinics open. Of course, He would. See, and and this is where we have to count the cost and know what God is telling us. As far as leaders in, in, in the body of Christ, it may be different from each state. The situation may be different. This is where we have to consult and really, by much prayer, uh, to the head of the church, because he's still the head of the church. We've got to consult the Lord. He ain't going nowhere. He's still <laughs> ruling in the kingdoms of men. Right. And uh, some situations may be different than other situations, see? Right. 
Well, the part that yeah, Whitney and I were talking about this morning that we the, we appreciate at least on most governments' behalf at the moment is they aren't singling out just Christian churches. It, right. It's it's all places yeah. of worship, and, and that makes it a little easier to swallow. It, it's still tougher. Well, that's what I mean. Yeah, it's still tougher because of you know in, in our in our situation here in Kentucky where the governor's been doing a good job of keeping everybody calm and all this stuff and explaining to people why they have to stay home and why essential surgical procedures have to be stopped to prevent the waste of PPE and all this other stuff, but yet. There are still, in some cases, there was at least 90 abortions done uh, not that long ago. Uh, and so that is, in most of our opinions, um, an elective procedure. Uh, and so, uh, you know, but I'm also not of the thought of, well, just because they're not going to do that, I'm going to sit over here and disobey too. Uh, at least that's my personal opinion. And I think that's what kind of the vein that you were just talking about is, you know, because of what leadership is telling us to do, and because somebody else might not be d- being told that same thing, that doesn't mean we throw our sucker in the sand and say, well, if they're not going to obey, I'm not going to either. And then that creates the dissension and uh, the bad look on the on the face of the church, too. Well, that's my point, because uh, you got to understand the spirit of, of our leadership right now. If it's, if it's directly opposing God, like in the book of Acts, they commanded them not to preach in the name of Jesus. Well, that's directly against God, against the word. That's not going to happen. But... As far as the care of the people and the situation that we're in, I can work with leadership as long as it's not directly opposing, you see, the word of God. They're telling us for a little season, you know, no more than 10 right now, some states. And in our state, it's really not as far as the church. We really still could meet, but he, the governor is saying it's not wise to do that at this point, see. Right. And uh, I want to work with him, see. We yeah. want to work with our governor. He's a man of God. And uh, his motive is right, and uh, everybody's faith is not at the same level, see? Right. Well, and our our president yesterday took a pretty decent stand on it because somebody asked him directly about some of the churches that were still having service and things, and he basically said, I'm leaving it up to the governors, Republican or Democrat, to work together to decide what's best for their states and their communities and said, you know, that trickles down on into mayors and others that are, you know, doing some of this stuff. Cause somebody asked him, said, Hey, now that you've changed the guidance to April 30th, what does that mean for this, this, and this? And he said, we're giving out federal guidelines in support of our governors. You know, now, you know, CNN and some of these other outlets are trying not to show his whole press conference because they're trying to find that one, you know, little tidbit to try to make him look bad. But he's actually handling some of this with some grace. You know, he could have lashed out right in that moment and said, hey, you know, I would rather do it this way, this way or this way. But he said in support of those leadership in those states, said those guys are having to do what they think is best for their people. And then we're coming together and giving them their the support that we can as a federal government. Well, that's a wise answer. That's why I'm glad God raised up his leadership, but it's ours. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, I think that I, uh, I just don't want to see the church come against each other. Right, I agree with that. And, right, and I see that anytime I I've about stayed off Facebook now because I see it so much. <laughs> I got one group of friends that that are saying it's more or less rebellion to not do what the officials over you are saying, and another group saying. Hey, if you're not going to church and you don't have any faith and one slamming the other, and that, this is ridiculous to me. Yeah. And I don't, it's just ridiculous. Well, see, this is where I believe that we haven't been taught to the people of God. See, we understand the hour that we're living in. We don't go to church. No way. We assemble. See, that going to church mentality, that's what God's trying to attack anyway, because that's religion. Because we are the church. See, the building down there, the, the building is not the church. We are. 
it just houses the people of God, which is his body, the body of Christ. So there's a, a paradigm shift even with that, see, mm, yeah. to, to, to understand that we don't go to church. We are the church. And we may assemble bone to his bone, you know, and joint to marrow. God join you with people and we pass under the hand when it comes to authority. We meet together as an assembly that God has put together. Mm. But as far as that, that religious stuff, we're, we're the body of Christ uh, seven days a week. Amen. And wherever we are, in the home, whether we meet, you know, here or there, it's still that we're still his body. And so we have to understand that and get rid of that religious thinking that the church is down on the block. That's that King James uh, 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 interpretation of the word church. That's not the, the, the Greek word, which is twice called out, out of religion, right, and, and out of the world under Christ. Hmm. So whether I, you know, whether I go down to a building actually it's still not that building doesn't dictate to who Christ is to me and who I am to Christ. But he did command us, Paul said, not to forsake the assembly. Because right. he knows the importance of joint and marrow. He knows the importance of worship when men of God agree in worship and the atmosphere that it creates. He understands all of that. Amen. That's that's part of me that's part of what we do. But in times like oh. these, we just have to make an adjustment. For a moment and understand the hour that we're in, see, sure. understand the hour that we're in. And everything's going to vary from state to state. So I can't tell one man this, tell enough. I don't know his situation. Right. Well, but as far as the overall word of God, it's clear uh, that we are to obey those who have the rule over us, see. And and then again, now, if they were telling us to do something contrary to the word of God, then that would be different. But right now, it's just that, hey, look, this is happening we have no control over it. Uh, uh, you guys, we suggest that you don't meet because of this. And this is where I believe that God's going to divinely intervene, hmm. see, because he's still the head of the church, and he still wants his body together. Amen. So my prayer is I'm looking for that divine intervention right now because this is beyond man, see. Yeah. Well, hmm. it's beyond some, our capabilities. Some people so feel like it's a divine intervention. Some people feel like it is contrary to the Word of God because— they feel like they should be able to assemble. And so that's where we're at with those people. But Now listen to that word assemble. Now, what dictates an assembly? A hundred, two, three, four, where two or three are gathered in my name. Let's change our mentality. Yes, I understand. I miss the corporate assembly. I agree. I want to, 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 to you know, meet with the corporate assembly. But right now, it's a short season where those over us who say it's not wise to meet with so many right now at this moment. So what's wrong with two or three? What's wrong with, with four or five until this, this pass over according to the authorities? Yeah. Now, let's not see. It don't have to get into that, that bad spirit that y'all are talking about, see? And, and we're going to defy. It's like the guy down in Louisiana we were talking about, right? Well, it was, it was Florida. I know yeah. about that situation, Quincy. I, I read the one about Louisiana, but the one in Florida kind of broke news yesterday, so that's why I asked you about that one. But, yeah. But the guy that, that, that's meeting anyway is going to defy. Yeah. And, and now 40, over 40-some 40 people in his church has the, the virus. Yeah. Yeah, and two are dead. Yeah, I read about that one. Yeah. Well, see, uh, that's my point. That's not Rodney's church. Though. No, that's not Florida. That's Louisiana. It's a okay. different place. Right. No, we're talking about Louisiana. Yeah. And when I first heard the guy, I knew that he had a religious spirit. See, he had a religious spirit. He believed more in his doctrine more than he do, see, than God himself. 
See, that's religion. Yeah. That's what we're going to talk about today. It's like the Pharisees. They'll kill you over their doctrine. Hmm. And see, we got some Christians that kill you over their doctrine because they believe in their doctrine and their religion more than the living God and people. Yeah. And that's what I'm talking about. We have to make that shift from, from the law to the spirit of life that's in Christ Jesus. That's where we are Amen. in the body of Christ. We're in a different dispensation, and it has to do with the administration of life, see, of life. And that's what I want to talk to you about, because John was the transitional voice from the law to the grace in the kingdom through Christ Jesus. And that's where we are. And when I heard this brother speaking, you know, we're going to do this anyway. We're going to, I said, that's religion. He's not understanding the hour, the time that we're in. And what's going to end up happening, people are going to end up dead. Right. Well, let's come right back yeah. with that because we got to get to our break. He's in presumption, not faith. That's right. Well, we're gonna we're gonna take our break real quick so we can get this in, and then we're gonna come right back with a with a short segment, and then get ready for for our top of the hour uh, where we get a longer time to talk. All right, and we're back with Voice in the Kingdom. All right, we've got a, a few minutes here before the top of the hour to get back into a little bit of this. Brother Jeff Arrington uh, from Marshall, Texas, uh, giving us some perspective on this time. This uh, it, it lines up with the, the dispensation conversations we've been having for weeks leading up to all of this. Uh, you've been you've been ta- right. you've been talking about this now for a while, and and you know we talked about this on this program. You know I've only been hosting this thing since uh, late September, early October, and every we end up talking about at least once a week. We end up talking about how the church is not a building. We end up talking about how you know religion has these precepts of certain ways of thinking that are not in line with the kingdom, well, and right. the, and the remnant. Is rising up in this moment, and then here we are in this time that we're in now, and all of those concepts are right at the the forefront of all of these discussions. Before we get into your your message today, I want you to say a little something what we was talking about, and um, you know, a lot of the um, concern is is that when this is all over, that people won't come back to church. Because they'll be comfortable and convenient in their own home. And they'll say, hey, I can just do this here and send a check in the mail. Or they might not even send a check in the mail. So talk a little bit about what, what you said about that. <laughs> Whitney, you're so funny. I, I, want, <laughs> I, I, wanted, I, wanted to, I wanted to preach this as a message. But you told me this. So I wanted you to be able to, to say it. Well, oh, well. You're true. Uh, that's true. I know the enemy is working something here. That's why I'm, I'm believing God for divine intervention. Because when you're dealing with man, I'm telling you, boy, uh, it, it's like I, the one thing I know that true disciples, men and women who really love God, who follow him, they're going to return. They're going to come yeah. back. They're going to assemble. See, You might have those that, that follow him, he said, for the fish and the loaves. And he said, because you saw the miracles, you follow me. You will have those. Well, you have those because you saw the miracles. You, that's why you put your heart is far from me. But those that, that are, are, are in covenant with Christ, those that are married to the Lord, you know, those that really love him, they're going to show. In every fellowship, there's a remnant that really are born of the Spirit and that really love God. In every fellowship, in every city, every state, there are men and women who are really connected to the Lord Jesus himself. They're going to show. In every fellowship. It's like I was telling you, 
probably every fellowship, you have a few that's really, you know, obeying the scripture, saying tithe anyway. You got a lot of baggage there. A lot of people that just come to church religiously. You see what I'm saying? Obligation. So God's yeah. going to use this to, to, to weed out probably some of those uh, uh, this tag alongs. But I'm pretty sure there's a remnant in every fellowship that's going to return. The true saints that's really, really carrying the load anyway. Yeah, and think and think about so this. Did you hear what he said? Yeah, he's more or less said that you know it's, God's going to use this to to separate the wheat and the chaff. Those and that, that are yeah. those that are just there for the loaves and the fishes, right? And those that are really want to be the true disciples of God. And most of the ones that are there for the loaves and the fishes, they're the ones that aren't paying tithes anyway. So church don't get in an uproar that you're going to lose all your yeah. money because yeah. the because the dedicated <laughs> ones there that were they're there coming. for the sincere milk and the sincere meat of God, how much they're are, still going to come back go. with the money. Amen. Don't worry about yeah. it. Amen. And, and what have we been talking about all this time about this revival that's coming? Can you imagine the weight of the spirit when everybody does get to corporately assemble again? Yeah. Can you think of the ca- I mean. can you think of the catalyst that that's going to be? When you take the dead that's weight, what I'm talking. yeah, the See? dead weight is not going to come back in that moment, and the purity of spirit that's going to be in those corporate gatherings yeah. when this is over. Can remember you... the scripture that God oh. said in Timothy? He said, "Nevertheless, the foundation of God is sure." See, it ain't going nowhere. <laughs> I don't care what happened. The kingdom of God is sure. Having this seal, God knows them that are His. See, <laughs> He knows who's His. He knows who who fronting and who. Who out there fronting and, and, and hypocrites? God knows. And he knows those that are real. He's got he knows his, the ones that are real. Those that are going to stay with Christ. Right. He knows that. He's got his own role. And call. I'm just saying, <laughs> he ain't. He ain't. He's. He's not worried about what membership role and check marks are on there. He. He knows. Okay. Well, I hear. That's why I know. I, he don't play the numbers game. He don't get into the numbers. He don't. See, that's the thing about the Lord, and and that's what we can't let Satan blackmail the leaders. Why? Oh, the people not going to do the people. Look, we live by. We live by Christ. We live by him. We don't live by uh, the obedience of others. We live by the obedience of one, Christ Jesus. Right. And I'm not going to be blackmailed by Satan uh, about, oh, the people are not going to do this, people are not going to do that. That's between them and God. I, see, but I don't I don't look at it as, as a blackmail, Brother Jeff. I, I sincerely know that some people that are in church, like you said, they're not the remnant and they're not sold out. And I hate to see them get in this hour to where it's convenient and they don't come back because they might not have been sincere as others and they might not have been sold out as others, but at least they were there. So so then what does that tell us that we need to do as a body of Christ? Well, that's because they're there. They're not there if they're not. But but no, but but, but this isn't a rhetorical. It's not needed to the, you got to understand so with it. Their heart not needed to Christ. Yeah. They're not there. See, in spirit. It's just religion. Right. And that's what God got to understand. That just going to church stuff, don't cut it when they're in the kingdom of God. So we're, we're in transition. Right. The dispensation has changed. We're in a dispensation of the grace in the kingdom now. Right. And right. Christ is well, coming. He's coming back. We're in the last dispensation. I don't want to. And God, and God, the scripture is clear about God's going to send forth his angels and, 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 and those that are real, see, going to be harvested. Those that are playing games going to be left outside the gate. Yeah. So, so it's time to get real with Christ and your relationship with God right now. I, I, I agree, brother. I just know that I, I would rather see him and be able to hug him and, yeah. and encourage him than to not see him at all. Right. I agree with that. But then what, what, what that tells me is, is as a body, we have to be more intent on discipleship 
in the right ways to keep those people to keep those people coming back. Right. That's what I see. But because I, you can't you can't make nobody do nothing no way. It's up to their <laughs> own part to return back to to the to the to the fellowship. True. You can you can, you can throw hot dogs and, and chicken dinners and all they can throw all their cookies and drinks and get people to keep coming. But that don't mean nothing to God. That which of the flesh is flesh. That which of the spirit mm. is spirit. True. You know, they have fish fries and all kinds of stuff to keep people coming and keep people coming. All that crowd, the five thousand, Jesus said five thousand, you follow me for you fishing alone. That does not build the kingdom of God. He built the kingdom on disciples, man. Right. And he loves people. He fed them. You're right. He set them down. He fed the 5,000. He'll feed them. But he builds the kingdom with disciples. So I'm just saying that many are called, but few are chosen. And this is the hour where God is going to see who will be chosen. Glory. Who determines who determines who's chosen? We do. That's right. By we, our lifestyle. We do. By our lifestyle. And all, the best we can do with it is just pray that the Holy Spirit will convict men and that they would love God more than themselves. Same way we got in the kingdom. Same way. You got to love somebody more than yourself to enter the kingdom of God. That's right. You can't have your cake and eat it too in the kingdom of God. See, I never like that. Add, huh? I, never, I never like that statement because what good's a cake if you can't eat it? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> All right. On the note of cake, uh, we're going to take a break real quick, and then we're going to get come back on the other side of that and uh, let you get into the message this morning. Uh, we appreciate you, Brother Jeff, and uh, we're going to come back in just a moment here on Voice in the Kingdom. All right, and we're back with Voice in the Kingdom. Yes, we are. This is Voice in the Kingdom on a Tuesday morning on Box 2 Radio. We are very appreciative of our brother Jeff Arrington calling in from Marshall, Texas and giving us some perspective this morning. And, and as he always does, his perspective is always very rooted in the Word of God. Amen. And uh, we are grateful for that and would uh, love to see what the Lord's got on your heart this morning. I know we've covered some ground already this morning and a lot of it lines up with things that we've been working on and teaching through. Uh, so so uh, go ahead and take us where you think the Lord is leading us this morning. Well, let's, we want to stay focused on Christ because I believe that, that everything that comes from the world, Satan is set up to distract us from the Lord Jesus, like the virus and all they want to control our lives. You know, sickness wants to control. And uh, from the scriptures, God hated sickness. And we're going to see this in this new covenant, this new dispensation that we're in from the kingdom perspective and from the Lord Jesus in his eyes. So if you have your Bibles, let's go back over this scripture out of Matthew chapter 4. <clears throat> we understand the time that changed, that Christ has come to full maturity. God has sent forth his son. And in Matthew 3, he was baptized of John. He came out of the water, and the heavens were open. And, and uh, he went right into chapter 4 and tempted of Satan. He defeated Satan in the wilderness, ran them all for a season. Uh, and let's pick, it, pick up the story right here in Matthew chapter 4, verse 17. Now, after he defeated Satan, the temptations of Satan ran them all. It says that from that time, Jesus began to preach and to say, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Now, for the first time in our history of mankind, that God has opened up an uh, opportunity to be a part of something so much greater than we are called the kingdom of heaven. What an opportunity. What a father that we serve, that he will open up the heavens and give us an opportunity uh, uh, to be a part of the kingdom of heaven. 
And what I mean by that, the kingdom of heaven is where the perfect will of God is being done. Unhindered, uh, unchanged, unstopped, all the angels in agreement. The one angel that didn't agree, he got cast out. He's on the earth right now. (laughs) And he's causing havoc. But God put the church here to deal with him, and we'll see that. So we see that he says, repent, change your mind, change the way you think. For the kingdom of heaven, opportunity is at hand. And the scripture says, And Jesus, walking by the Sea of Galilee, saw two brothers, Simon called Peter, Andrew, his brother, casting a net into the sea. For they were fishers. And he said unto them, Follow me, I will make you fishers of men. Now, understanding, John the Baptist's voice was transitional. The voice of the king, Jesus Christ, he transformed. He transforms men. See, the eternal purpose of God wasn't just for us to, to be religious. It was to put God inside of us and transform us into the sons and daughters of the Most High God. God wants to put his nature in us, his character. All of that deals with the kingdom of God. So he tells these two brothers, follow me. I'm going to show you some things. I'm going to show you how to live. I'm going to show you how what's real and what's, what's false. And they straightway left their nets and followed him. Went on and found two more boys, two more brothers. And the Bible says they were mending their nets. And immediately they left, verse 22, and followed him. And we get to verse uh, uh, 23. And Jesus, this king, now we understand, heaven has come down. You know, a lot of people see someone, we're going to heaven, going to heaven. I want you to know, we are going to heaven if you know Jesus and born again. But we got to understand, heaven has come down through Jesus Christ. And he's extending his hand. That's why he said the kingdom of heaven is at hand. My rule, my authority, uh, my provision for your life. Uh, my care for your life, my providential rule for your life is at hand if you will just reach out and grab it. So we see that in verse 23, and Jesus went about Galilee teaching in their synagogue, preaching the gospel of the kingdom. Mm. What was he preaching? The gospel of the kingdom. Now, anybody's uh, uh, denominational teaching, he was teaching the gospel of the kingdom. Healing all manner of sickness. All manner of diseases. See, God didn't put disease on people. He heals. He delivers people from disease. Mm. And that word disease is an interesting Greek word. If you look it up, it has to do with uh, being malakos. It comes from the word malakos, and it means salt or effeminate if you run it all the way out. See? see? So Jesus is the answer to the the homosexual problem in America. Jesus is the answer. Lesbian problem. Jesus is the answer. See? Mm. He can bring deliverance. He can bring healing from that lie that Satan told our young men and our, our young girls. So the kingdom of God is the answer. Let's read on. And his fame went about all Syria, and they brought unto him all sick people. And notice he's, he's attacking sickness and disease. He's healing. He's casting out devils. They, these people were lunatics. These people were, were crippled. They were diseased. But the Bible says that he healed them in verse 24. Christ, he healed it. So you see the voice that we're hearing right now is a voice uh, of healing, of deliverance. And one thing about our father, he hates sickness and disease. He hates, and I know a lot of some of these, you know, doomsday prophets, they say God is, no, 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 God didn't put sickness on people. Yeah, He didn't do that. You're, you're, that comes from the, you're huh? right. You're right on, because a lot of people are saying that God sent this sickness to wake up the church. You see that ev- everywhere, too. I think he's just using He'll use the opportunity. He didn't send it. Yeah, and, and I like, you, you know, 
what you just said. God no, God, the scriptures are clear. God doesn't use, he, does, he doesn't uh, put sickness on. To answer this, Whitney, how many children you got? Five. Okay. They do wrong. You going to throw some cancer on them? <laughs> <laughs> You're going to hit them with a disease? How much more I have to follow? Come on, somebody. The Lord, I cannot believe. Now, this is the thing, Quincy. Uh, the Lord will allow things to happen. Right. Huh? Like Job, yeah. Because you got you got to understand some things. God is a righteous God, and Satan knows that. So sometimes he'll, leave, he'll use legalities like, take an instance, the U.S., they're killing babies by the thousands. See, that opens the door for Lucifer. What can God do? We in, we the one in the sin. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Right. So the devil will use that and, and and bring a plague or something and allow and God would allow it. Why? Because we open the door to it. See, the curse causes doesn't come. We are doing something foolish, but that's why God sent Jesus now to those that will receive Him. See, to shut the door to that. And God did not put sickness on people. To, to teach, he doesn't do that to teach them. Now, sometimes people in their sin and their transgression will, will open the door to Satan. And their unbelief, see, will open the door to, to a sickness or disease sometimes will come because of a sin. And this is what Adam did when he disobeyed in the garden. He opened the door, right? And next thing you know, his offspring, his two sons, they're killing one another. Did God cause that? No. God doesn't tip no man with evil, right? Right. He, he didn't cause that. Let's look at another one. Let's go to uh, Matthew, uh, since we're close by. Let's see. Chapter 9. Let's, look at, let's listen to the voice of the Lord. Verse 1 says, He entered into the ship and passed over and came into his own city. And behold, he brought him a man sick of the palsy laying on their bed. And Jesus, seeing their faith, said unto to the sick of the Paul, Son, be of good cheer. I sin, be forgiven thee. Did you see that voice of the kingdom? He said, Thy sins be forgiven thee. And behold, certain of the scribes within themselves, this man blasphemed. And Jesus, knowing their thoughts. That's powerful right there, see. <laughs> uh, y'all believe God know everything? He knows everything. He knows our thoughts and what we think, everything. And Jesus knowing their thoughts, he says, Wherefore think ye evil in your heart? For what is easier to say, Thy sins be forgiven thee, or to say, Arise and walk? Now, what is easier to say? They're both easy for him. Huh? They're both easy for him. There you go. But they can't. But see, religion got them so blind, they can't figure it out. Right. But you may know that you may know the Son of Man has power, authority, that word translated azusia, authority, on earth to forgive sins. Then said he to the sick of the palsy, Rise, take up your bed, go into thy house. And, and now this is where uh, uh, religion cannot see that. The day has changed. There has been a change of administrations when it comes to the time, the chronological clock of the Lord with dispensation. Christ has brought grace and truth. So the first thing God hit is 
forgive, I forgive you. He removes the condemnation. He removes all of the man's uh, uh, past and gives him a fresh start. Thy sins be forgiven thee. Not only did God heal him physically, but emotionally, right? Yes. Psychologically. I mean, your sins be forgiven. Everything I've done wrong, yeah, you're forgiven. Man, you're talking about a release of pressure, right? Yeah. Been so there. we see that Christ has come not just to, to, to save us from, from, from going to hell, but to make us whole. Yes. And this is where we this is where we missed it right here. Out of Ephesians chapter two. Look at Ephesians chapter two right here. So Christ came to the root. Verse eight. Read verse eight. You got you got the Bible written? Yes. Ephesians two verse eight. Give me a second. I was writing down some things here. Ephesians two verse eight. Um Quincy gonna beat me. I got it. Right. For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is that. the gift of just, God. What's wrong with me? Now listen to this. <laughs> now, religiously, when you hear the word saved, what do you think about Quincy? Uh, well, I guess most people would probably say the altar or going forward, probably. I, I'd say my sins were forgiven, and my name was written down in the Lamb's Book of Life when I got saved. Yeah, But he asked what religion See? says, yeah. That's what I mean when we say say we automatically think of uh, 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 we get to go to heaven, right? Yeah, right. Save from hell, right? <laughs> right. But if you study, yes, that's part of it. I'm not taking away from that. But if you study the word, it means to be delivered. It means to, to, to be made whole. See, when I got saved, Christ not only saved me from hell, he made me whole. And that's where we missed it. That's why it's so hard for people to get, get healed that, that are born again. They don't understand. When they got saved, when they received Jesus Christ, they not only received salvation to, to go to heaven, they received health, sozo, wholeness. See, I didn't know that. See, somebody listening to me right now, you received Jesus Christ, you didn't get the whole package. Jesus gives you the whole package, the free gift. What? Health. Not only did he forgive the man, he healed the man. Ooh. We get both. See? And how do we get it? Through grace, right? That's right. By grace, we'll say, through faith. See? It's the same power that saves us from hell. It's the same power that heals our bodies today. Heaven has come to us. That's what he meant by when he says, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. What are you talking about, Jesus? I can forgive you of your sins and make you whole. Hmm. What do I have to do? Receive the gift of God, Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. See, some listen to me right now. You may be sick. You didn't know Christ is trying to make you whole. Amen. And you you striving and straining, trying to, to get enough faith to be whole, when all you have to do is receive what's been given to you, a free gift. Glory to God. If you receive a gift, how many know a gift is free? You don't have to do nothing for it, right? Right. When you give your wife a gift, did she, did she work for it, or was it a gift? It was a gift. Thank you. And this dispensation, God has, has given us his son, a free gift. And with that package comes the whole whole uh, kingdom of heaven and the power of heaven to make us whole. Amen. And the answer to all this virus and stuff, you got to understand something. Jesus Christ is still the answer. Hallelujah. Yes, he is. He's still... He's still the power of God. He's still 
huh? He's still a help. He's still our, our saving help. See, don't stop me preaching today. <laughs> now we like That's when you get preaching. <laughs> uh, you know that that. But he, couple- came, but he came to make us whole. That's the dispensation we're in. That's the voice of the kingdom. Yeah, I've come to make you whole, not just to save you from hell so you can go to heaven. The heaven has come down to you. Yeah, a couple. There's no sickness in heaven. Heaven, Holly, is the power of God. Remember, we talked about heaven has no end to it. Yeah, the atmosphere, the universe is still expanding even now. Let there be light. Well, it's still expanding. It hasn't mm. stopped yet. That's right. Well, a couple verses the later, universe. a couple verses later, right there, you, you keep talking about how it makes us whole. It talks about being workmanship created in Christ, His workmanship. There you go. <laughs> there you go. And that's the power of the voice of God. He's come to to transform us from this world. See, under the world's, under Satan's rule, world rule, that sickness is disease. Everybody knows sickness is disease. The first thing Jesus hit, he began to heal all manner, right? Yeah. Right. He began to attack where Satan, the, the, the fruit of sin, where Satan brought to Adam in the garden, Jesus began to attack it, right, from the root. But not only did he heal the body, he healed the soul. Which... Which you, which is you may have some emotional scars. You may have been done wrong. You may have been hallelujah molested. But I'm telling you, God can make you whole. Amen. Well, Whitney's got something. Which, well, I mean, the messenger. That is the reason that some of these, like my old pastor, he'll he'll never not go to church. I don't care if it had an earthquake and there was a there was a gap between him <laughs> and the church. He built a bridge. All right. <laughs> He he because he he believes what you're saying that God makes you whole. He's seen the dead come back to life. He's seen so many God do so many things, and he's like, I'm not afraid of no coronavirus. So yeah, so the- I understand it. Like I told you, his faith is probably right there. But others, see, he got to think of others as well. Right. And this is where uh, I let every soul be subject to the higher power. See, that's part of the word too. That are ordained, that are in authority, ordained of God. All authority is ordained of God. Now, for the Lord's sake, Paul said, "Obey, see, governors, magistrates, kings." For the Lord's sake. So there's a fine line here. You have to, by wisdom, discern what God wants us to do. Mm-hmm. At one point, he might say, "You know, no, y'all assemble." At another one, he says, "Now obey the law of the land." See, we got to flow with the Spirit. We're sons of God. Hallelujah. Technical and ladder is going to bring forth death. There you we can't go. go with the letter. We got to go with the spirit of the word. Amen. Right. And and, and then there's at that moment as sons of God. So we got to rise above the flesh and say, okay, God. See, to one he might say, no, no, obey the laws of the land. To another one he might say, now call and see if it's legal, see if it's okay. You know what I mean? We just gotta uh, uh, be wise, wisdom, yeah. well, and, and knowledge and, shall be the stability of our time. And, and speaking of you know where you know somebody has the strong enough faith to say. That if that virus touches me, it dies, which is what we pray. We want to pray that. So what what then do you say to a person that says, where's that line between having that faith and also then tempting tempting God in that moment of going in, you know, saying, you know, like, like Whitney gave the example, which I love it, when he was, you know, praying in Africa, he had that moment of fear of like, what if I get a disease from this person? No, God is calling me here to pray for these people, so I'm going to touch them, I'm going to pray for them, and then I'm going to put hand sanitizer on. But then what do you say then? To the people, though, See, that's the difference between presumptuous faith, which is not faith, and real kingdom faith. Like I was telling Whitney, God sent him to Africa. That's right. When God yeah. sent you, he gives you a measure of rule. He gives you a measure of authority. See, 
And I well, think that's different. On that hand, huh? there was on that hand there was several guys that God yeah, sent that guy. with me to Africa, that and they got, got sick. Yeah, but then that's different though than going into a crowded room that has at this moment where you don't know who has the coronavirus, and you're trying to do your best to to be smart and do what the guidance says, and not go in that room. That's true. I took guys with me to Liberia. They got sick drinking that water and stuff. That just <laughs> <laughs> my stomach was acting a little foolish. See, yeah. But God kept me strong, and I was able to finish my assignment. But see, we got to understand that just to live by faith. We can't let that little stomach ache and all that stuff. We still press in. See? Come on, we still press in. God is helping us. The grace is there to do it. His grace is sufficient. I'm going to still, mm, no, no, amen. my stomach look queasy. Has a traveling, they call it traveling something. So I said, no, 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 no. I got assignment. I'm on assignment. See? Hallelujah. And, and, and this is where, where we cannot put God in a box, you see, and say, you know, and put it on the Lord. No, God expects us to be strong. That's why he sent us. He sent the right one. He sent me. I'm going to press through. Come I ain't on. got time to be, no, 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 I'm getting up. See? That's right. And, and the grace is there to help me. Now, my, my boys with me, that it was grace. They, they got sick and they threw up and stuff, but they still stayed with it. We finished our assignment. Well, and that's the thing in this situation, too. The ones with Brother Whitney, they, they went, they got sick, and they still ended up preaching. And then they had that testimony to come back and tell about the strength they got to get through what they had in the physical to do what they were called and assigned to do in the spiritual. Amen. There you go. There you go. So we cannot put God, well, God let them get sick. God, no, God expect us to grow up and be men sometime and go through some things. See? <laughs> Things don't want to go through nothing sometimes. That's the problem. And then, then, then people say, I'm like Paul. No, you're not. <laughs> Paul went through some things. Paul, Paul endured some things. Yeah. Sometimes things didn't go well for him, you see, but he stayed with it. That, that, so that, that comparison is not, you know. When somebody says, I'm like Paul, I'm going to say, did somebody throw a rock at you recently? A big, a big one? That's the same thing I said when he told me that. I mean, somebody say, did somebody throw a rock at you and throw you over a wall to die? No. But see, that's what men think more highly than themselves. And they'll say, like Paul, and I have sons like him. I said, no, no, no. Paul deserves, he could say that because he went through some things. God trusted him. A certain thing we can't say because we ain't been through. We ain't been proven like Apostle Paul. A lot of people say, I'm like Paul. Don't make that analogy. It's not true. But then you hear some men of God say, I'm like Moses. No, you're not like Moses. <laughs> Don't make Because you'll deceive yourself. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Sure. You're like you and way God made you. Right? Mm, yeah. So we see here that we're in a time zone where the voice in the kingdom, God hates disease. He hates sickness. He hates it. It's an enemy of the cross. It's an enemy of Christ. We're to attack it. We're to lay hands on it and lead the result to God. Mm. See? And that's the voice right now in the kingdom. Now, if you have your Bible, let's go to another one right quick. Unless we got a, a break. Do we have a break? Here? Oh, we're good you for about eight minutes. Yeah, we're good for a little bit. Okay. Let's go to Mark chapter 2. Let's look at this one here. Mark chapter 2. Let's go all the way down to 23, I think it is. I'm ready this time if you ask me to reach. I'm already here. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's go to let's go to 24. And the Pharisees said unto him, Behold, why do they on the Sabbath day, which is not lawful? He was talking about, he, he, well, verse 23. And it came to pass that he went through the cornfield on the Sabbath day, and the disciples began as they went to pluck the ears of corn. 
And the Pharisees mm-hmm. said unto him, Behold, why do they on the Sabbath day do that which is not lawful? And he said unto them, Have you never read what David did when he had need and was hungry? And he and they that were with him, how he went into the house of God in the days of Abathar, the high priest, and did eat the showbread, which was not lawful to eat, but for the priest. And he gave it to them that was with him. Now, God, Jesus said, the day has changed. And they still didn't get it. David was a type and shadow of the new order. He was a type and shadow of the king priest order, which they didn't understand that. That's why he had a special privilege to go into the, 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 the priest's office and eat the showbread, which he was not a priest. He was a type and shadow of Jesus Christ. And they didn't know that. So here they accused the Lord of not keeping the Sabbath. And they said unto them, verse 27, and he said, the Sabbath was made for man and not man for the Sabbath. Therefore, the Son of Man is Lord also of the Sabbath. So we see here that they didn't understand that the time had shifted and the dispensation had changed from the law to grace. And what I mean by that, Christ has ended the Aaronic priesthood. is over with. The Melchizedek priesthood now is implemented. Now, those that didn't have access to God now have access. Now we can eat the showbread, which was not lawful for the people back in those days. But now we're all kings and priests. It's a shift. And I remember... Hey, Brother Jeff. Yes. I could hear you better. A minute ago. Yeah, something, something changed. Something went. Can, you hear me? Can you hear me better now? Yeah, there you go. Now you're you back, brother. There he is. Uh, and okay. this gives me an opportunity here. We had a we had a listener text in and asked to ask you specifically, why is a lot of the church still full of fear? Because they have no faith. No word. <laughs> this is where this is a revelation of, of the word of God that you, we must fill our hearts with the word of God. And this deals with faith come by hearing and hearing by the word of God. See, to understand that perfect love casts out fear, that's knowing that, that our Father has our best interest at heart. We have to know that. That's trust. My Father did not bring us here to kill, kill us with disease. We have to know that. See, mm. That's not his way. That's why we use scripture. He attacked disease, sickness. Jesus cast it out. Jesus healed it. He didn't just let it just kill all his people. And, 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 and No, 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 no. That's not his heartbeat for us. See, we're in a dispensation where the set time to favor us has come. Right. God said, I'll satisfy you with long life when you love me. See, this is where faith comes in through hearing, hearing by the word of God. The reason why there's so much fear is because there's no word in the hearts of God's people because I don't know what a lot of preachers are preaching. See, we need to get back to the unadulterated, pure seed of the word of God, which will produce kingdom faith. Hallelujah. See, I'm preaching to you my denominational beliefs and all that that have been proven. That ain't going to hold up against Satan's trials and temptations. See, the only thing that's going to hold up is what Jesus said, it is written, it is written. It is written. Amen. Well, that, that's what I noticed. That's what I noticed in that scripture we just read. He didn't say it was written, but he said, "Have you never? Have you never read?" <laughs> he basically said, he said the same thing he said to Satan. He said, it, "Guys, it is written. This is what happened when David did this. 
He, he said it without he saying it. Die. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He Amen. Showed for it. See, it shook. David was a type and shadow of the new order. See, he was a type and shadow of the second order or the born-again man that has privileges with God that the firstborn don't have. It's all by type and shadow. And Jesus was trying to show them that the born-again man, the least in his kingdom, is greater than the, the firstborn man. Amen. It's all about your positioning in Christ. Remember, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. righteousness. There's privileges, there's benefits that go when you receive the kingdom of heaven. See? Mm. And we need to teach the people what God said, not what the enemy is saying and not what we see with our own natural eyes. It's what God said. See? Heaven and earth going to pass away, but that word going to be here forever. Amen. And that game that... that Satan is playing right now. It's the fear game, see. Amen. But I'm going to tell you, for us to live as Christ, we got to know that. Mm. For us to live as Christ. For us to die as gain, we're going to gain. If, if our time comes, we're going to gain. But right now, it's Christ, see. And that's where we are. Hallelujah. Amen. And the showbread represents oneness again. It represents purpose and oneness with Christ. They ate the showbread because of type and shadow of becoming one with Christ and fulfilling the perfect will of God. That's what the showbread represents. Eat my flesh. Right. Which represents the bread of fellowship. Fellowship me. See? And David was a type and shadow. He ate the showbread, became one with the will of God. Amen. And that's what. You know, communion is all about but becoming one with Jesus. He said, I offer you this, remember me. You become one with me, my blood and my body. Hallelujah. When you take the bread, it's a tight shadow of becoming one with God, the Passover, we pass from death unto life. It's not a religious Catholic uh, uh, service. It's a type and shadow of deep commitment and fellowship with the Lord Jesus. Glory. Amen. All right. We, well, we're, we're right at before the... Before we go to our go break, uh, Brother Todd texted in on our thing earlier. I didn't get it. I didn't want to cut Jeff off. He said, uh, God calls one this, another to do that. If a man hears from the Lord, let God judge his decision. Amen. I, I, I got right. I got the same message. I was going to read yeah. that, too. <laughs> That's good. I agree. Yeah. God that's... is the judge. God tell no man to do that. He willing to go to prison to do that man out of Florida. God bless him. God help him. You know? Yeah. That's... I can't. The Lord is his judge. If, he, if God told him to meet and he willing to go to jail for it, if it's the, if it's the Lord, that's between him and God. Amen. Hallelujah. Yeah, I agree with if that. It's not, that's still between him and God. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's very true, too. That's right. Okay, and we're back with Voice in the Kingdom. 
Yes, we are. This is a Tuesday morning on the Box 2 Radio Network. We're grateful for each and every one of you being tuned in to Voice in the Kingdom uh, this morning. And we have our second trivia question out there. Where did John Mark depart from Barnabas and Paul? 270-257-2689. Where were they uh, when they uh, split ways? 270-257-2689. Uh, we're still on here with uh, Brother Jeff Arrington uh, from Marshall, Texas, and getting into some really uh, good stuff right here this morning. Well, the, the best part of it is, yes, we're, we are talking about the time we're in currently, but this is some of the same stuff we've been talking about leading up to this big mess. So I, I love that we're, uh, you know, this this stuff is being revealed of, of what the Lord has been doing and preparing uh, in, in folks here on this broadcast and in the church, all leading up before the world decided to lose its mind hallelujah <laughs> well we, we we were talking about communion jeff well, i'm just saying that because i know how he looks at it <laughs> we're talking about communion we'll let you have it back <laughs> well it has to do with you know fellowship in the lord and, and this is what i believe god raised you guys up those that are listening for this hour we come into the kingdom for such a time as this Woo. god doesn't put no more on us than we can, can bear he believed that we're the generation that can go through this and, and, and bring him bring his glory out and manifestation. See, this is time of the glory of God. You know, with sin abound, grace more abound. See, and this is what I believe, guys, because of the sickness, because Satan dared to do this, we're going to see miracles, signs, and wonders from ordinary saints. It ain't going to be superstar preachers no more. The things have changed. There's going to be saints that stayed with God all these years, trained by God in the cave, trained by God, hidden away in the house. They're going to see those come forth, and they're going to lay hands on people in the marketplace. Cancer is going to dissolve. Virus is going to dry up. Even now, it has begun because God is doing a new thing. And he's proven uh, uh, those sons and daughters that are his. And, and he's going to manifest. He, he's going to show forth his glory through them in this hour because Satan should have never touched the Lord's anointing. See? Mm. Amen. And now he, he, he always overplayed his hand. Now, this is the hour I believe God's going to showcase his glory. Isaiah prophesied of it in Isaiah 60. Remember, rise, shine, for the light has come, and the glory of the Lord is written upon, risen upon thee. And the Bible says the Gentiles shall come to the brightness of our glory, because God is going to cause men and women to come to those that's been with Christ all this time, because people are desperate, they're in fear, see. And then they're going to come to the true ecclesia. And what God is doing is say, now, they don't have to come to your morning service. They can come to you. They can call you. You are the house of God. You are, hallelujah, the power of God. And we're still going to see uh, the power of God manifest in our assemblies. We're still going to do that. But we've got to understand something. We are the house of God. And wherever we go, we take him with us. Amen. And that's why he said the Sabbath day, see, they didn't understand that Christ was the end of the word. He is our rest. And the book of Hebrews talks about, you know, entering to the rest. Well, Christ is the rest of God. He is our rest. So many people laboring, trying to be right with God, and all they got to do is receive Jesus and let him work, hallelujah, in them and enter into a rest. See, when I met Christ, I met success. I don't have to try to be successful anymore. I met success when I met Jesus. Amen. I don't have to try uh, to seek out the prosperity anymore. I met prosperity, Christ Jesus. That's why he says, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. See, you got people trying to, you know, seek to be successful, seek to be this, seek to be that. No, 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 no.
seek Christ, and he is all those things to me. I entered into a supernatural rest. I don't have to compete with the preacher down the street, see, to get more people. I don't have to uh, uh, build my name and, 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 and build me a, a big church, put my name on, come up with a, a fancy name for it. I don't have to do that. Why? Because I met Christ. He's my rest. Mm. Come unto me, right? Right. All that labor. And you shall find rest for your soul. Did he not say that? He said that. It is written. In an unstable world where people are up and down emotionally. Look at, look at what we created. Look at the world, how they do things. The, yeah, I, I watched American Idol years ago. I, I don't like it now at all. But I watched it, and, and people just think it's the end of their world when they get sent home. Yeah. <laughs> Why? Because they hadn't met him. Amen. See? And uh, if they don't win that American Idol, it's the end of all things. Mm. And it's just like we created in our sports, you know, if they don't win first place, you know, second ain't good enough. You don't win first place, you know, it's, you're not you're not this, you're not that. That's how we, that's how Satan has created the world. So people are trying to be something, trying to get security, trying to get recognition, trying to be popular, all that stuff. And when you meet Jesus, you lay all that down and enter into a rest. Mm. Is that not true? That's Amen. true. Amen. When you meet the Lord of glory, hallelujah, it's hard to impress a man. After Jesus. Is that not true? <laughs> That's good. Huh? That's really good. It's hard to impress me with titles and positions and, and how many people you got in your church and how many you've done and how many miracles. It's hard to impress me after meeting the Lord Jesus, man. I'm telling you, he's been the greatest uh, happening in my life. I tell him all the time, you're the best thing that's ever happened to me, Lord Jesus. That's good. Amen. That's good preaching right there. I'm telling you, man, once a person really meets the Lord, I'm not talking about a religion, meet the Lord, things change. Things change. He can supernaturally enter into a rest. And see, that's what God was saying in Hebrews chapter 4. He was trying to get the people of God by type and shadow from Egypt through the wilderness into the land of promise. He was trying to get them there. Where they can enter into a rest, well, God had a place for them. That was naturally speaking. Now, to us, our Canaan, our rest is the Lord. Our Canaan land is the Lord. Now, there were enemies in that land. And, you know, have y'all ever heard, you know, people say, you know, people preach that, you know, uh, Canaan is heaven. You know, when we get to Canaan land, they make the same songs about that. When we get to Canaan land and all this mess, that is religion. I can tell you right now, there's no giant in heaven. There's no enemies in heaven. They've been cast out. <laughs> Our Canaan land is here. The heavens have come to us. And God is saying, I want to drive out all your enemies from within and bring you in the rest. Fear is an enemy. God wants to drive that out of your life right now. If you fear losing your life, God wants to take that from you and bring you into the surety that he's giving you eternal life and you're going to live forever. Amen. That's part of the rest, not fearing death anymore. See? People fear death because they have no revelation of who Jesus is. I am the resurrection and the life. <laughs> I believe that, see. I and believe I, I believe that all my heart is. Me and women would talk the word. See, we wouldn't fear death. We wouldn't fear plagues and diseases and all this stuff because we're dwelling in the secret place. That's our rest of the most high. 
Hallelujah. You're hiding under the shadow of the Almighty, see? We're under the shadow of the Almighty. And this is where uh, Psalms 91 is becoming real to folks right now. Yeah. Is that not true? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've, I've heard that quoted more, than, <laughs> more now <laughs> what? in the last 30 years. It, huh? it only works if you dwell there. You can't you can't you can quote that scripture all day long, but if you're not doing the very first sentence, then it's not working for you. You gotta dwell there. Yeah, we, there you go. And it's in the dwelling. Hmm. He becomes our dwelling place. That's right. That's mm. our kingdom name. Come that's on. Our land. We dwell in that land of safety. Woo. We dwell in that land of peace. Yes. We deal with the kingdom of heaven from within. See, right now Christ has come within with that peace of the kingdom. See? Righteousness, right? That's right. Peace. Joy. Joy. In the Holy Ghost. In the Holy Ghost. Woo! That's where we are. And 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 then, and then this kingdom is unshakable. You cannot, hallelujah, move a man off the foundation of Christ when he's on the rock. Mm. Because he believes something. And he's proven it. He's proven it with this history with God. Over and over and over, God has been faithful to me. That's right. That's why it's so hard to impress me with titles and positions. Right, and and I, I'm not believe me. I'm not hating on the nomination. Some great people out there as part of the nomination stuff. I understand that, but don't use it. See, don't 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 use that. Don't come fronting with that. We're brothers and sisters who have a father. I think I think a lot of times what people do too with religion and denomination on that on that particular note is it, it becomes a it becomes a crutch. Uh, in in my opinion, you know, instead of having to rely on all this uh, on the kingdom mindset and some of this stuff that our carnal mind a lot of times has such a really difficult time wrapping around, that religion feels comfortable, that denomination feels comfortable. Yeah, and that's what we preach instead yeah. of the foundation, yeah. which is Christ Himself. And then when the time of trouble hits, see, the wind blows and the rain comes, the house falls. Yeah, because exactly. it wasn't on the rock. Yeah. And that's what Christ is going to get the body of Christ back to him. He said, upon this rock. He didn't say upon certain titles and names and, and, and whatever we came up with, this great idea to form. No, 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 no. Upon this rock himself, I'm going to build my ecclesia. And the gates of hell will not prevail against me. Yeah. So God is calling the remnant once again. He's calling us out, out of religion, out of this world's mentality and grip of Satan into the mind of Christ, into the heartbeat of the Father. And I know there are sons and daughters that want this out there. See? And uh, we're all in this thing together. If you read the scriptures, it says together. God has put us in the body together. God has raised us up together. God has seated us together, together, together. Amen. So God is a family man. Amen. The Father is a family man. He can't help himself. Like it ain't it. about just the individual. It's about the family. And I'm here to tell you, family of God, you're not by yourself. You're not alone in this thing. We're in this together. Amen. And Amen. I know a lot of people right now are missing the assembly. You're missing your your your, your joints, your marrow, people that start join you to. I encourage you, stay close to the word. Call, fellowship any way you can until this thing passes by. And it has an end to it because we're praying. That's right. And I believe, like I told you yesterday, Whitney, I believe that Christ has already interceded for this hour for us in this generation Amen. to overcome this. Amen. Remember what he told Peter? He said, Peter, Satan has desired Satan to shift you like wheat. That's right. But I want you to know it ain't happening. You know why? Because I prayed for you. 
Amen. Woo. That's good. All right, we got to. It's not. It's not going to happen. You're not going to be destroyed. You're not going to be killed. I pray for you. Mm. And then you know what else he said? He said, "Now, when you convert it, go get your brothers." That's right. Mm. We got to take so our. We got to. The greatest intercessor of all time has already prepared us for this hour. Yeah. The Bible says He ever liveth to make intercession for us. Come on, Amen. That's good. Yeah, you go preaching my word. <laughs> <laughs> well, as you would say, Jeff, that's God's word. Amen. Amen. All right. You know, God's word. He ever liveth, and right now, and you gotta understand when He prays, see, you can put your life on. All right. And we're back with Voice in the Kingdom. Yes, we are. Anita, thank you so much. This is the final segment of this Tuesday morning that you were promised. And we have Brother Jeff Arrington, and he's going to close us out here over the next few minutes with what the Lord has been showing him. This has uh, really been a, a good word this morning. Yes, it has. Uh, in season and what we, you know, we the, the Lord and the Holy Spirit has been really just working through this broadcast and this network during this time. And we're grateful for folks like Brother Jeff and others that come on with us and, right. and uh, help us navigate this from their perspective in God's word. Uh, and so we're, we're grateful for that. We've had a lot of listeners texting this morning saying thank you for what uh, you're doing on Tuesdays with us. And I know that uh, you and Whitney talk a lot through the week and, and uh, different times that we get a chance to connect. So we, we appreciate your, your friendship and uh, your, your mentorship and, and uh, for coming on and taking time out of your day. So we want to let you get back into what the Lord has been, been showing you here this morning. Well, we're in this thing together. <laughs> Amen. Like I said, God is, is a father. And uh, we're part of the same family here. And even Paul said that he bows his knees to the Father of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, in whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named. Hmm. Ephesians chapter 3. Now, Paul bowed his knee to the Father of our Lord Jesus. And he said, the family in heaven and earth. I'm just glad to be a part of the family, man. Amen. Amen. To accept it and the beloved and all the benefits and all the, 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 the promises that God has, has bestowed upon us, man, is, is just outstanding. And the last thing I was saying about, you know, dealing with fear out of Luke 22, 31, this is where Jesus told Peter and the Lord says, Simon, Simon, behold, Satan has desired to have you, that he may sift you as wheat. But I have prayed for thee. Isn't that powerful? Yes, it is. It ain't, it ain't like just anybody praying for you. It's the Lord. <laughs> <laughs> I pray for you that thy faith fail not. Amen. Now, we have somebody praying for us, guys, that our faith will remain relentless in this hour. And that's Jesus Christ, the intercessor. Mm. And like I said, Satan wants to sift us, wants to destroy us, wants to kill us. It ain't happening. Because we have an intercessor. Amen. We have a high priest that's touched with the feelings of our infirmity right now. Those that lost jobs, those that might be struggling. You have a high priest that know your situation. And I can tell you right now, you're going to make it. That's right. You're hmm. going to make it because God has prepared you for this hour, and he sees the end of this thing. Yeah. You know, you know what's interesting? The, you just the... go through right now. This ship going to the other side. 
That's you know right. why this boat's going to the other side? Because the master is on board. And he's at the helm, too. Huh? And I might he, be a storm, but I want you to know we're going to the other side. And and he's at the helm. Amen. The, the, but the, the rest of that scripture that you were just talking about when, when he was telling Peter that he was praying for him, he already knew what was coming. He already knew. Because the next two verses he tells him, he says, you know, you're going to deny me. This is coming. But you're going to get through it on the other side because I've already intercessed for you. I've already prayed for you. you go, ain't that something? He knows the end from the beginning. <laughs> That's why he said he entered into my rest. So the work's just finished. God, God knows the end. We're coming through this thing. We're going to be all right. See, that's knowing God. He knows that we're going to be fine, that America is going to be the greatest country that's ever been. We're going to support the gospel. We're going to help preach the gospel around the world. America, because God chose us. He knows that. He knows. He knows. He knows. He's depending on us to keep the faith, to contend for the faith right now. Don't cast away your confidence in God. Know that he's faithful. That's and right. then he's going to see us through. So be encouraged today that's going through right now. This thing has an end to it, and I promise you, you're going to come out better than you were before. Amen. See, anytime you go through a trial with God, you come out better than before. You can ask the Hebrew boy. You can ask Daniel. You can, you can ask Joseph. When Satan tempt you and go through and you come out on the other side, it's promotion time, baby. It's promotion. <laughs> Get ready to so be I'll promoted. Right now, be patient. Let patient have a perfect work. We're coming out on top. We're going to be all right. Amen. Well, where we were talking about him being a mediator, you know, right after that, it says he gave himself a ransom for us. So yeah, we're, we're ransomed. He, he's got it. That's it. He is the, he bought us with the price. We belong to him and the enemy has no right. Hallelujah. Uh, on your land on this land and i encourage you like he said as for me he said my covenant is with you Woo. my spirit upon you that anointing that you receive christos the anointed one destroys yokes that's right this is let the word that i put in your mouth speak the word prophesy the word decree the word pray the word speak it in the atmosphere speak it over your household Speak it, speak it over your country right now. I'm telling you, the prayer of a righteous man avails much. I shared this Wednesday, I mean, Sunday morning with me. I said, uh, when, when we pray, we cause heaven to move, man. That's right. Satan vexed certain of the church. It says in Acts chapter 12, we'll go over that next week. We'll go back over it. He vexed certain of the church. But the ecclesia of the church got together and John Mark's mother's house and prayed and things turned. Things turn. We'll go over that in detail if the Lord says so. But things turn. So I'm here to tell you, God has chosen you for this hour, selected you for this hour. Your prayers avails much. Things are turning because God has supplied us through prayer and the supply of the Spirit. Things are turning Amen. in our nation. Amen. Hallelujah. God has already given us the victory. He told us at the beginning of the year, Quincy, he says, enforce my victory. That's yes. what he told me. Yep. Enforce my victory. Amen. What do you mean, God? Do you understand law enforcement? I said, yes, sir. I went to school for law enforcement. <laughs> that badge qualifies you to enforce what's right. See? Mm -hmm. It's called exousia, authority. The devil has to turn things loose when you command him to. You know why? Because we're under authority. Mm. 
Now he says, enforce, enforce my victory. Enforce. He took, hallelujah, he took the authority from Satan and said, all authority has been given unto me. That's both right. in heaven and in earth. Amen. Therefore, go. Hmm. Talk to the disciples, right? Go. Yeah, he said go. Don't sit in the pew too long. Amen. That's right. <laughs> All right. Well, Brother Jeff, uh, we appreciate so much uh, your time on Tuesdays. And uh, unfortunately, the time flies when you're having fun in the Lord. Amen. That's um, right. But, it does, uh, man. The word of God is rich, man. Amen. Yes, it is. Amen. Well, thank you so much for coming on. And uh, we're going to let you go. Uh, and we're going to say, uh, Lord, bless you and keep you in your uh, ministry there. And uh, we're so uh, privileged to be connected with you, brother. Yes. God bless you, Brother Jeff. Y'all keep the faith, stay strong, man, and and, and know that I, I, you know this end of this thing will be better than the beginning. Yes, <laughs> amen. amen. That's a good word right there. Amen. All right, All right guys. All right, thank All right. you. Uh, so, Whitney, you got about a, a minute right here to kind of wrap some things up too. Well, I just to wrap it all up, you know, like you said, to live is Christ. Yeah. All right, to die is gain. We have a. We have an intercessor interceding for us, man. The, the Lord himself interceding for us. He's done bought us. He's done paid the price for us. He's got us, you know. We can rest in our Father's hand, all right? He, he's in control. He's got it. Right now is not the time to be shaken. Right. I shall not be moved, the Bible says, right? Amen. Don't Amen. be shaken. Just just hold it together and just fall in the in the... The Bible says that whoever falls on the rock shall be broken. Yeah. All right, but whoever the rock falls on will be ground into dust. All right, so right now, just fall on the rock. It's okay to be broken before God because He loves to fix broken things. Amen. All right, so you got to keep the faith through. Keep that. on going. Yeah.